Okay, so welcome to Exiting Through the 2010s, a podcast where we reflect and dissect the movies of the past 10 years. I'm your host, Jack Draper, with you my co-host, Clay Williams. I mean, we gotta we gotta support the girls. Support the girls from Support the Girls, right? I mean, who who else is gonna support the girls? We gotta that was support a big the slogan. Girls. I mean, it, it's you know we gotta show support and we gotta show it support to the girls. So I think it was that's like just you have like, a big sign. Mm-hmm. It's like dude with a sign Instagram account. Just I, I'm, so should we do an exiting through the 2010s car wash? <laughs> I think I think that would be very successful. You don't even live in the same state. We'll, we'll yeah, figure out a way. We just moved to Houston and. Uh, do we Skype? Car wash. <laughs> do we Skype like a car wash? Like like you have your computer on one hand, I have the computer on the other, and we just like see each other wash other cars. That. So I texted I my cousin that we were doing this episode this week, and he said that we should record this live from a Hooters. And I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> There is a Hooters funny. on Route 1 still. Yeah. I yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. Is that when you're going to Logan? Because that's when I, I think. Technically, yes. Yeah. On the way yeah. to Logan. Because that's um, the only one that I can think of around. The... Yeah. I was actually looking at um, Kowloon's is reopened for just like uh, outdoor dining, which is crazy to me because I don't want to eat hot Chinese food in June on the side of Route 1 because it'll just smell like gas. Oh boy. And I just don't see that going over well. Yeah. I'd be happy yeah, to get I, I don't like that. I'd be happy to get takeout, but I'm not going to do that. But I, a majority I of takeout. Who, I believe, I, I, I applaud the people who believe in the vision of Kowloon's. So. <laughs> with, it, with exceptions, majority of takeout around this area tastes like gas. And it's like you feel sicker Wait, as you're gas? eating. You're like, it's so good, but I feel so bad <laughs> what's wrong that with gasoline actually, jack Jeez. i want to say um first off to support the girls uh the food is beautifully gross it looks awful it looks uh exactly know, the type of food you will get at a sports yeah. bar slash a hooters type of a restaurant so you're like saying kind of place like, choice uh, of food is yeah. that is oh, that man. is that what you're trying to say kyle like that, even yeah. busters like, that's what came to that's what came to head from came to my mind yeah i've not been to a dave and busters since i don't know like 2005 i don't is remember eating a new england dave and thing or is that I nationwide thing? i don't know if dave and busters is nationwide huh. i feel like it's like a northeast thing because they, they go to it in uh, always sunny so it at least exists in philly oh. they had one in virginia i know that for sure okay so maybe they're more but like Northern Virginia, so it's like yeah. Northeast, blah 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 blah. Um, I don't think there's any in Oregon, or Oregon, not that I'm aware of. But I don't remember eating at David Buster's. I only remember playing the game. I actually don't remember I like think eating. You just get French yet. fries, basically, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. I like French fries. Um, but yeah, support the girls. You you got you got to support them. Um, and oh, with us. Well, before were you gonna introduce them? I mean, you can do oh, it. Oh, yeah, go for it. No, I, uh, no, please. Didn't this just happen? Wow. Yes, it did. <laughs> please. Yeah. Uh, returning for the second time is Kyle Amato from Hotcast, Boston Hassle. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Um, the pandemic's nice. over, if you didn't know. So, you know, everyone's just <gasps> hanging out. <laughs> mm-hmm. No no more face masks. Everyone's chill. Everyone's super chill. Oh, yeah, actually, I, I do want to talk about that a little bit. Um, it's not really the point of the episode, but we can tie it in of just like, because this film is about the exploitation of uh, 
low wage restaurant workers, things like that. But um, I drove down to Providence this weekend uh, to pick up an item that I desperately needed, which was a Joan Crawford cigarette ad from I'm not even sure when. But it's an ad for it's it's an ad for Camel cigarettes talking about how they pass the mildness test that she demands um, and that there are zero cases of throat irritation. Uh, I saw it online from a vintage shop in Providence that I love that I obviously have not been to in a while. Um, and then they, they reopened last weekend for like pickup stuff. So I called down. Well, it's an essential service. Yeah. John Crawford ads for cigarettes back in the day. It's exactly. essential service. So we drove down um, wearing our masks and everything. I just uh, bought, bought the thing from the guy. It was great to just be back in Pop Providence where I've seen Ted Leo play. The poster for it is behind me. Um, the yellow. I don't know how well you can see it. Uh, and then my boyfriend and I were like, oh, we're, we can like order some food and like eat it on the way back. And we drove down to like the main street in Providence and every single restaurant had outdoor seating and they were completely yeah. full. Everyone in Providence is stoked to go to the restaurant. Like they're obsessed with it. Uh, and we pulled up to the Thai place we were going to get food from. And it was cool. It was like the only one on the street closed. And I was looking around and I was like, well, I'm not going to a restaurant right now. He's like, no, it's fine. So we drove back to Malden in order to take out there. But hmm. yeah, um, I saw a similar, similar thing. I was, we had to sell, I'm moving right now. So I had to sell a whole bunch of uh, DVDs and my, uh, my mom has like records from back in the day in storage we wanted to sell that too just we're just getting rid of a lot of shit and so we went downtown portland on the way we're just seeing all of these outdoor seating people with absolutely no masks on just like in they're packed and i'm just looking around and like well one portland guys we've had like a few like you know uh protests that have gotten out of hand lately there have been tear gas there have been other stuff so all right cool one but one all right i, I still see you out there that's interesting but two we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic and there's everywhere <laughs> All, all just packed, and I'm just like, all right, cool, 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 cool. People cool. are obsessed right. with eating at restaurants. That's what this movie is about. <laughs> it's they true. They want to feel like <clears throat> part of a community. Yeah, gonna be an interesting summer. Or Bobo is Bobo. That's right. Um, the great Bobo. Yeah, exactly. Right. I this is I think the fourth time I've watched this movie. Nice. Because mm. here we can we can go through it. Um, I saw it in theaters. I saw it at Kendall the landmark or whatever the fuck mm -hmm. that they call it. Uh, I saw it by myself because I went to a 940 screening and Corey was going to come with me, but decided, uh, no, I'm sleepy. And I said, that's fair. I didn't need you. Oh, and in the morning? No, at night. Oh. oh. It was at <laughs> night. It was, an e it was like a Tuesday evening screening. Okay. Um, but Corey did join me for the next one, which was blind spotting. So that was... That's a time. double feature. Um, but yeah, I biked down to Kendall, saw it, I got, got a beer, watched it, and I was just like, well, that was just delightful. And it has, like, everyone in it is great. And just, like, riding my bike back, I was just, like, thinking even harder about it and just being like, God damn it, that fucking ruled. Uh, so I wrote a review for it for Hassle. Uh, I made it into my top ten that year. I watched it again that December when my boyfriend at the time, Todd, came back from his parents and I was like, Oh, this is available to rent. We're going to watch this right now. And we watched it and I was like, what a great movie. And he's like, yeah, it's really great. Uh, then a few months later ended up on Hulu and my friend Emily, and then actually Corey too, hadn't seen it still. And I was like, it's a great movie. And so we watched it and then I was just like, what a great movie. Uh, and then <laughs> I bought, 
I bought the Blu-ray as a way to support a vintage, uh, not a vintage shop, a, like a secondhand store that I like. Uh, were there girls had... at this vintage shop? <laughs> God. Um, were you supporting the girls? Yes, I was supporting the girls. That's good. Uh, so I bought that Blu-ray back in April, which I don't have much memory of because it was terrifying. But uh, I had it after Providence. Michael and I got food, and I was like, I got, I got to watch this again for the podcast with the boys. And I was just like, at the end of this viewing, I was like, this is one of my favorite movies ever made. Huh. Damn. Nice. That's great. Yeah. What a journey. I know. Amazing. Yeah, you gotta you gotta watch it for the boys who are gonna talk about supporting the girls. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and my other question to you is, have you seen any of Andrew Bajowski's other movies? Nope. Nope. Okay. I have not either. No, he existed before this. He did not. Okay, I knew he existed just because of a film called Computer Chess, which I saw a trailer for uh summer 2013 i think in front of francis ha mm. i want to say mm. yeah and i remember being like oh that looks funny and then i never watched it until it showed up on netflix at the end of the year when i was still living in spain so it was, i remember distinctly it was one of the last movies i watched while i was in madrid mm. and i was <clears> like that was very charming so when i saw the trailers for support the girls i was like oh i know this director like i this will be a good movie yeah it's a name you recognize yeah, and I think it, it could be easy to write this movie off of just being, like, a Hooters comedy, and it is obviously not that right. at all. It's so much more. I mean, it is one of the funniest movies of 2018, but... Yeah. It's a, it's a comedy without being cruel. That's how I yeah, see it. Yeah, exactly. Regina Hall, um, Haley Lou Richardson. That reminds me, uh, we're obviously... We're nowhere near even starting getting into Haley Lou Richardson. <laughs> I just want you guys to know, I think early last year... I had a, a legitimate nightmare that Haley Lou like signed on for a Netflix series. And I woke up and I was like, oh my God, she's going to waste so much time there. And that's then so I, like, funny. Look it up that it was wrong. You're okay. such a nerd. I love it. Oh, that's so funny. I was who else has, who else has these dreams? Oh, that's, I love that. Oh, that's so funny. This is why fate brought us together. You know, exactly. this is, we can all no, have this. I, I was so horrified because I think I had I think I had just seen Columbus at that. Oh, Columbus. Well, I, I, now I'm like, when did I have that dream? I bet I can find it on my Twitter, but um, you guys start talking. I'm going to find that tweet just to know. Uh, Clay, when did you first see this? Well, I was going to put it to you because you saw this before me, and I know you recommended it. Um, I'm, I must have saw I did not see this in theaters. I don't even know if it had an actual like theatrical release of any kind, besides like maybe like a few theaters here and there. Mm-hmm. Um. But I saw it. Say it again. Kyle? What did you say? Do you remember how long it was at the Kindle? If it had a... I, I think it was, like a, it was like a one or two week engagement. Um, uh-huh. So many of the movies that the Kindle gets are very limited. And they kind of do that just... Uh, just to support to the girls? Up. Yeah, to support <laughs> the girls. Uh, I really like how they do it. Because it, it just makes you... like more aware of just these tiny movies that you're just like, oh, it's at the candle, but only for this amount of time. So I do need to figure out a, a way to, to see it. And it you got to incorporate it. Yeah. Like they with Kendall, they get movies that they run for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then they'll do like limited engagement stuff. Like they do that. They do anime engagements there and stuff. I almost yeah. saw the Hero Academia movie there, but it sold out. Things like that. But what's really fun for me about the Kendall theater and why I'm excited for them to reemerge sometime eventually is i really liked going 
like once every couple of weeks to see something that's like a, a limited engagement. And then I see what's still playing and be like, oh, wow, this is really popping off with the Cambridge, the Cambridge crowd. Like 2018, even Won't You Be My Neighbor playing all summer. Yeah. And I think yeah. RBG was the same year. So like those just like huge, huge, like for the Kendall comparatively. I'm trying to think even, I don't think I went to the Kendall that much last summer because mm. there wasn't like a ton of small stuff coming out that was very interesting. And that was going to be the case again this year. Of just I think I'm trying to think if I saw something of the Kendall. I think I saw Hereditary maybe. I've seen, but I've seen most of the good movies I've seen in the past few years <laughs> at the Kendall because, like, that's where I saw yeah. The Love Witch. So I saw Moonlight. So I saw Spotlight. All these uh, memorable ones. Spotlight. Yeah. For the girls, uh, farewell. I'm trying to think. Mm -hmm. The last thing. I, the last thing I saw at Kendall um, was The Assistant, which was this year mm -hmm. in February. Oof. I I really liked it, but it was also one of those movies where I'm just like, okay, great movie. Never watching it again. Oh yeah, I hear it's <laughs> great. I just can't imagine watching that in a theater with people. Like I gotta watch that. Wait, myself. Are... I can't hear. There were barely there was barely anyone there because it was like a Monday at five forty five. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So we interrupted you. Oh me? Oh pretty old yeah. me? Yeah. Uh, I saw this in January. I just looked it up. Um, it was on Hulu. And I heard good I heard good things about it. Um, I didn't really know much about it besides uh, it was it was um sorry it was uh yeah it was just because it was a, a Hooters comedy that's that's how it was sold to me. I knew that director was kind of an indie darling, um, yeah. and that there was uh, Regina Hall was great, and I didn't even really know Regina Hall that well. Um, I, and I know the whole thing about how her and Regina King are confused all the time. Uh, and I, and I've always found that interesting, um, cause they're very different actors. Yeah, uh, they're, but they're great. Different. Um, but yeah, no. So like I saw it in January, I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, and I guess it was just because at the, when my first viewing, I was so enraptured by Regina Hall is that when there's that portion where she's not in it a whole bunch, I yeah. kind of like. I kind of zoned out um but like this watch i mean i will get into it but this watch i was kind of like oh no, no no i i focused more on Haley lou this time this time around because i think she is i think she's just incredible she's like a pure exactly. firecracker in this yeah like, it's one of i mean she's she's great in fucking everything even when she's playing like a normal person that's why she's just an awesome actress and i can't wait to see what kind of shit she gets up to but um I had I had Regina as my winner that year. Hmm. I think this performance is unbelievable, and it's something that I've always known that she can do. Because anytime Regina Hall is in a movie, you're just like, oh great, Regina Hall is here. Mm -hmm. um, I'm in good hands. She's she's legendary. Yeah, I, mean, um, I, I, had, I don't think I've seen much with Haley Lou. Uh, I don't think Haley, you haven't seen Columbus. Thing, she's only in like five movies, and half of them are like teen weepies. I've seen Split. And that's really all I know her from. Mm -hmm. um, and same with Regina Hall. I've only really before this. I only think I've seen. I like. I I know her. I knew like how she was a consistently like working great comedy actress. Um, but like of I think I only saw movies. like the scary movies yeah. before. Oh, I like, mean that's that is yeah. what I know her from, and she's really good at them. Cindy, it's Bones. 
I just haven't um, seen him in so long. Even a scary movie four I saw in theaters. It was the only one I saw in theaters because I was like old enough to do. Even though I was, I must have been like thirteen. But I guess that was enough. But I just, I really distinctly remember there's an others, the others parody in it, and they're all speaking in like old timey language, and she's just like so fucking fed up with it. Um, <laughs> So they're all like this, 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 and then Anna Ferris is like trying to say something, and they like shoot her down, and she stands up and she just goes, "This is shit up with which we mustn't, we should not have to put." Like it's really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the delivery. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Did, um, do you guys so have my, you guys seen that video with her? Um, and I think Kevin Hart that was released like this year. Uh, it was just like this little viral video of her, and like Kevin Hart talked like thinks he's on mute and just talks about her hair and she just and there's that famous photo like that's a meme right now of her just covering her head and in distress have you guys seen that well it's very funny i don't think i, I don't think so. okay well never mind. um so yeah similar to you i i remember hearing really good reception about this when it had its festival run mm-hmm. and i remember i was trying i can't remember the first time i saw this if there's anything special about it i think it it was just the case of it had a pretty short theatrical run and then pretty soon after it came to Hulu. Um, yeah. But what I did remember is that this was the first time that I ever heard the word mumblecore. Really? I never heard that. This is not uh, a mumblecore movie. I always forget how adjective. young you two are. Yeah. Yeah. You're a little older. Um, but it was just like, oh, so I know it, but I didn't know that there was a word to describe it. Like I knew uh, people that could fit into that category, like Mark and Jay Duplass and Noah Baumbach, but yeah. I didn't know that there there was things to call them or mm-hmm. there was a category that they were put into. Because uh, yeah. I didn't, I thought that felt reductive to do that, and I think it they is, feel the it's same. It's a bit of a, a derogatory term these yeah. days, but like the idea of like his their stuff in like Joe Swansburg and everything was, Son, yeah, it, it was kind of a way of like bringing it back to like weird like hyper realistic 70s movies like with like limited dialogue and things it, John it was Cassavetes. like yeah i i could casavetes has way more just like face close-ups that just like uh, casavetes is like too claustrophobic for me to call it mumblecore but um I shades remember, of mumblecore i suppose yeah one of the earliest swanberg movies i saw was like i think happy christmas where anna kendrick plays like a fuck up who like goes to live with her sister and it was like it's like 65 minutes long and basically nothing happens in it and i was like oh <laughs> movies can be this and i think I, I watched that when it came out in like 2013 or 2014 i don't really remember when then there's um drinking buddies which is like joe johnson and i think olivia wilde okay yeah that sounds right yeah and again it's like something where basically nothing happens but it's like charming and sweet yeah, kind of like Some, drama. The Duplass in there? Or yeah, I just think there was a Duplass else. in there. They're all in, they're everywhere. No, that's Livingston. I <laughs> get Mark Duplass and Livingston confused sometimes. Oh, Ron Livingston. Yeah, okay. Oh, love Ron Livingston. Um, so so wait, people for people who are not necessarily familiar with the term mumblecore, could either one of you uh, elaborate? Yeah, I'll I'll just I'll just read off what it says on like Wikipedia. Well, it says, Mumblecore is a subgenre of independent film characterized by naturalistic acting and dialogue, sometimes improvised, low-budget film production, emphasis on dialogue over plot, and a focus on the personal relationships of people in their 20s and 30s. I don't think Support the Girls fits that at all, because it's very scripted. It is 
there is a plot. This is about the last day of um, Double Whammies in its own way. I mean, Double Whammies will continue, but just like this iteration of Double Whammies is over after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like multiple multiple plot lines, like all of the girls, everything is set up so well. And I think it, if it had more naturalistic dialogue, it would have been a little more agonizing this way. It makes it like a little lighter, even though no, basically no one is in a good situation. But I think it really speaks the language of service industry. Of like everyone, like half the characters feel like they're reading each other's minds a little bit. Like when Danielle shows up with like the kid, she's like, "Oh, okay, I'll just he'll go over here." And they're, mm-hmm. they're always like talking about the actual structure of the restaurant and not just like what's going on with each other or like what they have to do to be like, "Okay, so yeah, the fights tonight," which means and Danielle's like, "Oh my god, okay," and then they like go over to the sound guy and have to have to negotiate with him. There's like an ecosystem just like at this, uh, not it's not a mini mall, but just like this plaza all like on the side of the highway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, like a, it's a process that everyone kind of understands, like you said, yeah. an ecosystem. There's and a lot of things like unsaid. Yeah, exactly. They just like there's a lot of communication without even really talking about it. Like, okay, I gotta go do this thing, and you know, you're yeah. like, all right, yeah, you know, you gotta go do that, and then like we're gonna get set up mm-hmm. right over there. And there's it's a lot. It, it feels like like we're just jumping in and like, oh yeah, this is like regular. This is like you know, business as usual. This has happened a lot, and you get that idea with you know a lot of times referring back to, oh yeah, that like you know, um, Cubby has tried to fire her before for similar stuff, and mm-hmm. how this this is just like a continuing daily process but like you said kyle like this is this is the last day that this repeating cycle will yeah, happen and she one end. of the one of the very first things she says when they're uh they have the girls um there for the interviews is mm-hmm. that she hates firing people and it's the worst part of her job so you know like she's had she's been through a lot of girls and then at the same time you meet macy who is fantastic at her job it <laughs> is so clearly Lisa's like second in command that she can easily like take over the training when she has to go deal with the man in the vent. Mm-hmm. It's just like everything is happening at once. Um, but the movie still finds time to actually like slow down and allow the characters to catch up. Like just yeah. when she's driving with the boss or with her soon to be ex-husband, things like that. And just like the repeated sound of cars on the highway and alternating between like making that soothing in a way that I've never really found it soothing. I don't like highways or driving really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think every single part of this movie works for me. <laughs> it's almost like uh, yeah. once once you leave the place of chaos, the what yeah. you think is going to be chaos, like a highway is, is then reversed where it's like. Yeah, because at the end when Lisa, when they're like on the roof and she's saying like, yeah, no, I. Like, I love the sound of it. Like, if you close your eyes, you can think you're at the beach and, like, making yeah. it into, like, a... Oh, yeah, like, right. She has to make it a calming thing, otherwise she'll go crazy and explode, like... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I... Yeah, I like that line a lot, too, because it just shows her mentality of just trying to make the best of everything. She's the eternal optimist, but inside, she's kind of freaking out. Um, so, wait, Jack, so you saw this... I know you saw this before me because you were one of the first people who were like, you gotta watch this, you gotta watch Support the Girls, you gotta watch Support the Girls... Um, and so that's pretty much one. It's probably one of the bigger reasons I saw it was just because besides you, I didn't really hear anyone talking about it. Just it was very, it was very much one of those. 2018 was a weird year for movies um, in general, but it was one of the ones that really went under the radar that a lot of people dug. 
Um, so how is so what, what were your like? How was your first time watching it, Jack? <clears throat> yeah, I, I remember really loving it the first time. Uh, just so funny, but with but so naturally funny. It didn't feel like because I have a tough time with comedy usually. Like I I have to feel like the comedy feels um, it doesn't feel forced, but it it doesn't have to feel like too for I don't know. It just has to be organic for me to really laugh with them. Um, so yeah, it was just gen. It was genuinely heartwarming and sympathetic. Uh, I I really enjoyed it. Enjoyed it as much, even in fact, even more uh, this go around. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just like Halu and Regina and uh, Jungle Pussy, they all yeah. crushed it. Wait, um, what? I, Who? That's the actress. Uh, that sorry, that's the that's Danielle's. Uh, that's her rapper name. Oh, she's a rapper. Yeah. Yeah. See, I I, I don't really know anything Stay about her. Uh, oh, Jumping Pussy's awesome. I I you, um you know the part where the they're washing that big truck, and her son gets to sit in the big truck. The song that's, that's playing is Jumping uh, Pussy. So I, I was saying like that sounds familiar. I love wow, it. that's very I, I love funny. It so funny that they did that. <laughs> I remember uh, David Sims, mm-hmm. the Atlantic Blank Check. He tells the story when they're casting votes for the new york from critics society uh, for those supporting female actress that year mm-hmm. that they pick Every, whenever someone picks jungle pussy uh, from support the girls someone has to go up and say jungle pussy and but <laughs> like they everyone's kind of like shane McHale in it they don't have to actually do that yeah, right There's right but like... it's like I, don't know I think that was the name remember. she was credited under. Yes. I don't guys, if you guys remember, but summer 2018, huge debate was whether or not Lady Gaga was going to be credited in Starsborn as Lady Gaga yeah. or Stephanie Germanata. And then she ended up going with Lady Gaga. Yeah. And then showed up at the Venice Film Festival, like on the boat in like that 1950s glamour thing. And I was like, oh, so it is Lady Gaga in this movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, I fully expected that she would kind of be stripped down too, and the, the whole press tour. Because her character is not no, the I mean she made it like Hollywood pornography. Um, yeah. Sidebar on that, I think that was one of my best theatrical experiences. Star is Born mm. because you we felt there was a wave over the audience. We saw it um the Friday night. My friend Sam and I, who loves Lady Gaga more than anything, um, <laughs> there there was like a wave of palpable relief over the audience. Like thirty minutes into it, and we were like, oh, it is a good movie. Okay, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and then by the end, like the last like 20 minutes, you can hear everyone in the theater quietly sobbing. Oh, boy. Uh, Kyle, yeah. I think we have the exact same theatrical experience with A Star is Born. Yeah. I saw and we might be talking so- about that. Right, right. We're going to be talking. This is redundant, but we just I have the exact we same We might one. be talking about that soon. Yes. That's exciting. Um, On a different episode. But yeah. Jack. We, um, support the girls. I, I was like one of five people in the theater. And mm, I, I hope that uh, I hope it gets some rep screenings eventually, like down, like if a Coolidge thing happens, like I would love to give a virtual seminar. Yeah, like a retrospective. Maybe. I don't think I'm actually qualified to do that, but I can talk about this movie for a while. So, yeah. Moderate a Q&A or something. Yeah. I, I just think it fucking rocks and yeah. it feels so good to like a movie this much. Um, yeah. Hey, case closed. We can finish now. Yeah. Well, we got to talk about Bobo. Sorry, I, I like Bobo's like just I'm actually now considering changing my name to Bobo. I, I, I've thought about it for a little bit. 
I've long, thought long and hard, and I think yeah, that's just Leo the right. Yeah, is great, obviously. Um. Yeah. No. I, I. Yeah. This movie's. I. It has this weird energy that I don't necessarily know how to place because I don't think I've seen it quite like it in a movie because it's heightened, but it feels like the a word we've used a few times organic it feels yeah. like you're with these people and these are actually people but it does feel like there's this energy of like i'll put it like this i think the perfect like capsulation of this movie is regina um so she uh lisa the manager she uh walks out it's the back she just fa- she just saw danielle on the phone with cubby i think yes and she's mad and she's slamming uh, she's slamming the, like a post right next to the side of uh, the back door. And she's like, she, you could see her like visibly upset. And it's kind of goofy the way she does it though. For some reason, like, like, I don't know. Regina Hall has this fun, like, you know, the way she, like, her physical comedy, I think is really funny. Like, especially when she's screaming at the end. Um, but like, so she's kind of like letting out her frustration and then the door pops up. And I think this was in the trailer. Haley Richardson says, we, you know, and uh, shoots. What do, what do you call those things? Confetti like guns. A, yeah, confetti yeah. guns. You're the best, and we love you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's the movie to me is that you know Regina's having this human moment, but it is kind of heightened to the way she's just acting and like the way her hair's you know flying around, and she's just making these weird facial gestures that are kind of comedic, but still, again, human. Mm-hmm. Then you have this moment of quiet, and then Haley Lou pops out, does this confetti gun. And just, you know, loves you. Hey, you know, you're the best. And then just walks out. That's the yeah. movie to me. And it's this, it's this pure, it's this energy, but it's also this human, the, you know, it's funny. It's the human nature of working under these, uh, just having to manage a, manage a community and manage a family and manage your entire life and having to mm. control everything and having, and you, you know, you're just doing your best, but everything, but you know, life keeps throwing bullshit at you. I think that's the line. It's learning. The you can't solve the world's problems, even exactly. though you're so tempted to. You can't yeah. solve um, everything, no matter how hard you try. She, and that's and I know for me. To do it. Yes, I know for so me, does. the energy that I got from this feeling, American Honey, mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of American Honey. I I, I think American Honey's spoilers best. I think that's best of the decade for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's right. just brilliant, brilliant movie, and it, I mean. The term slice of life is almost as cliche used as mumblecore. Yeah. But it, like you can't not use it here. It's like Andrew Bujaski kind of like spun a globe and then threw a dart at that spinning globe. And then we got to see a group of people that mm-hmm. the globe, that that dart landed on. Same thing with American Honey. You know, you can say that we just like got to uh, use a telescope to spy on some people for a few hours. And uh, it yeah. never it just never gets boring or derivative. And it's also just about just like the hoops that people have to go through just to be alive in uh, America. That's what yeah. American Honey is yes. about. Yes. That's what I'm. I, it was. It felt like a huge theme in 2018 movies because First Reformed and Lean on Pete came out. Widows, in a sense, too. And Widows also. Um, yeah. I had um, Devicki as my supporting that year. Yeah, obviously. Of course she is. She's great. Yeah, duh. Uh, but that doesn't matter. Um. I was just getting the sense. Oh, and the writers, twenty eighteen. So like Jesus fucking Christ. Yes. Um, yeah. There were so many movies that came out that year just about the people. Sorry at the to bother the you. Ladder yes. Who, like, what they have to do every single day, like 
just to make a paycheck mm-hmm. or just continue to be alive or just survive it. I mean, Leon Pete is about a lot of things, but Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys, have you guys seen Lean on Pete? Lean on Pete is excellent. I have not seen it. I love that movie. Yeah, I saw that alone as well. So mm-hmm. where? And a candle. And a candle, yeah. <laughs> Big theme here. Yeah, I saw it and then sat in my car in the parking garage, just being oh. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Andrew Hyde does that too. <laughs> Andrew Hay does that. Yeah, he's definitely one of my favorite directors because like oh. everything he's done is like destroyed my life. He doesn't make something often, but when he does, you're like, okay. Yeah, I saw Time 45 years by breaths. myself too. What'd you see? I saw 45 years by myself oh, as well. Years. Yeah, Man. exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, and weekend, just like, weekend okay, too. Uh, yeah. Um, Leave no trace. Sorry, oh, I, I was Christmas just. This is also 2018, yeah, and close. it is about America imploding. You can kind of put my name the gat. Thomas McKenzie made my brand, made my five. Oh, she's great. We're just gonna talk about our fives. I mean, I can I can pull <laughs> out the five if you want. I don't think I have. Um, I don't really do a whole five because it's a lot of effort. But my uh, my 2018 was first performed best picture. Deborah Granick won for Leave No Trace. Yes, we're doing this. E Money won for first performed. Gina Hall won for Support the Girls. Richie Grant, can you forgive me? Debicki for Widows. And that's really all I had. Every, anything else, I just get, like, dizzy creating. But, I get uh, really stressed that I leave someone out. I had uh, Tony Collette, Carrie Mulligan, Wildlife, jo- Joanna Kulig for Cold War. These are your noms. Oh, wait, that's better actors. That's... Yeah. Oh, hang, hang on a second. That's not... What are we doing? Are we doing leader supporting? Oh, I just, just rattled them off. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but I, I would also, I would give uh, Support the Girls a uh, screenplay nod. I don't know if I would, it would win because First Reformed also came out in 2018, so. Well, Regina and Haley Lou made my five this time. They were not in it previous to this watch, but they're definitely in it now. Um, I, I, I don't want to go through my, enti- my entire nominee no, list. I think I'll just take have. up time. But no, I think this, is, I think this movie is like, I don't know what I, I think the when I watched it the first time I don't I didn't really know what I was expecting I didn't really know the energy that it was putting out and so I was kind of these kind of comedies don't necessarily work for me all the time the more understated like organic like it's not necessarily a full out comedy but it's I mean I mean it's funny but it has a lot It's more almost like implied elements. comedy like you have yeah. to like they're going to give you two and two but you have to see four in order to, I think, to but like, also I think, the way that yeah, Dan- Danielle delivers every single line. Like when the uh, the sound guys like, "Don't worry, I'm not going to like do anything inappropriate with your with your girl here," and she just looks at him. And I'll goes, kill I'll you. I'll kill you. Like, yeah. It's not even monotone. It's just like this sort of flatness. It's almost like it. she's tired of handing out death threats. You know? Yeah, of just being like, yes. I gotta, I'm gonna murder him. <laughs> So good. Yes, like it's just like matter of fact. Like, yeah, no, I'll kill you. Okay, let's move on. Like, I'm I'm yeah. tired. Yeah. Let's just do this. Um. Yeah. No. I. I. So it's so. So the first time I watched it, I'm kind of. It's also sometimes it's. I don't know uncomfortable comedy too. I don't usually like, and there are some moments. Not, I think it's able to avoid like full cringe. That is why I like it so much because I yeah. think that's that's the reason why it gives me because those kind of comedies I I just don't work well with. Um, what are I, some, some examples reason, of cringe comedies? 
Well, I mean, the office, the office in general, I can't do. Yeah, it. where I there's just, just like it. one provocateur who doesn't understand what a piece of garbage he is. Yeah. And there's a little I bit can't. of that of just like the men in this film. But yeah, but I like, but like when you put in. Pathetic. Exactly. When you put in characters like Cubby and Bobo, I mean, Bobo's not a man, but like if you put in Cubby and you put in um, uh, Jay, they're like, they're self-aware, yeah. but they're not complete pieces of shit. But you can kind of you can kind of get where they're coming from. And then you have like the nameless assholes. Um, But I don't know. It feels. It understands that it wants it's not pessimistic, which is really what like for this kind of comedy, it can't be or I'm just not going to like it. Mm -hmm. It's it's but it's not unrealistic either. It's not blind. It has this. It understands the reality of all this, but also tries to make it enjoyable and also show you the light out of what's happening in day by day in the mundane, the hope. Yeah, like, I could see Bobo's character coming off as, like, a lot darker in a different movie, but I, I just love, like, she's there at, like, 11 a.m. ready to just be drunk in this restaurant and watch <laughs> watch the girls, and she has that, um, when Lisa's like, hey, Bobo, you want to come in? And she's like, yeah, otherwise I'd just be sitting in the truck listening to my police scanner, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I know. Like, There's a whole other life going on here. How does this put lesbian uh, organize her day? <laughs> oh yeah, and I love how like I don't know I like I I like how people are also just like nice in this movie. I kind mm-hmm. I like I mean that's what the beauty of Haley Richardson is just like she's like the ultimate nice person in the world and like how her positive energy and yeah I don't know I I like that I I really enjoy that and I think that's why this but it's not like an un, it's movie. not like an unrealistic uh, purity it's it's not, like She's not an airhead either. Yeah. No, like, yeah, yeah. no she's, she's smart. Very, she's a smart person. Oh my god, her fucking like Mini Cooper. But uh, <laughs> every line that she says, like even when she comes out, she's like, "Lisa, we got the TVs on." And then she sees the professor. Professor's like, "Oh hey, professor, got your coffee on the table." Like oh, it's just so she's funny. immediate. Like in the Amazing. it's almost like the same register. Like she doesn't even take a breath. She's like, "TVs on. Hey, professor, I got your coffee. Like we'll see you on Saturday." Yeah. Fuck, it's so fucking good. God damn it. I love I love her on the roof just like screaming, You're you'll be okay, girl. It'll be fun. We love yeah. you, we support you. Just that pure positive ball of light and that, you know, just like how she's she's just trying and, and, you know, Dan Danielle says like she's an angel who was sent from heaven to show us how all show us all how to have how to have a good attitude. Mm-hmm. And I get that, but she also does feel real because I feel like I've met maybe not as pot maybe not as like as bombastic as Haley Lou, but I met, I've met people like her. I've met people who are just like, who just want pure positivity and everything. And oh, really I know a few Macy's. Like I, I know some Macy's. Yeah. yeah I, I, and, and God bless them, honestly. And and that's not, I'm not trying to, that they sounds patronizing, but place. it's not. It's like, they're great people who I just, who I admire for their positivity and their energy. And I just, I'm glad that they exist. Um, and so, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, that was again. That was the like. Re- Regina Hall is just amazing. This fucking movie. She's so good. Every single, like every single scene she's in, she's incredible. But I really focus on Haley Lou this time, and I just was kind of blown away. Like, oh yeah, this this like performance is truly masterful mm-hmm. in the way she handles every single moment and keeps to her character, but also reacts to the world around her. 
because I feel like a lot of actresses would just put would just be that character at all times without and just have that same energy in every single situation without any awareness of the actual scene they're in and just be that caricature for the entire runtime. But she understand like she reacts too, but also keeps in character. And I think it's just a really tricky performance to play that doesn't feel one like because a lot of times these kind of performances you feel like the actor is looking down at the role. I look at Absolutely. this airhead who doesn't know anything and who's just who, who's ignorant to what's going on in life. But I think Haley truly loves Macy as much as like the audience does and how much as much as like everyone around her does that it makes it feel so it makes it feel so positive and makes it feel so lived in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely one of those cases that she might understand this character more than Bujaski does. It's, it's I can just like. Like I'm sure Bridget, like this is a soul like written and directed by, but it's it's just she just gets it's her tempo. Oh yeah, no she she made this role what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I I mean the what was I gonna say? So have have any of you seen his previous work? I haven't. Yeah, no, I, this is my only one. Kyle, what about you? Uh, just computer chess, which is a very similar. Um, I just got a breaking news alert that Tenet moves is moving to July 31st. Oh wait, what? They're moving <laughs> from the 17th to the 31st. Um, oh my God. Hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. No, it does. And instead, on the 17th, they're going to have a 10th anniversary screening of Inception. Uh, of course. In caption. Yeah. Uh, anyway, support the girl. <laughs> we'll talk about that off mic, but that's 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 interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. So, how, how is computer chess compared to this? Uh, it's in black and white, and okay. it takes place in the seventies. Interesting. It's much much drier, and it's about all boys. <laughs> hmm. Don't like the support dry the part. boys. Support the boys in chess. Um, okay, interesting. I'm, I'll, I'm interested. I don't know if he can replicate this kind of energy in all of his work, um, and I'm not sure if I want to see him. I don't know. Like, I think this movie's great, and I think he does a great job. I'm just, I just this movie is so specific to me that if it's hard to see it work in any other way without these yeah. specific actors and this specific script and That's this specific why setting. Are good. Movies can only exist if they're done exactly the way that they were made with the people that are in them. With the, it, that's why movies are good. <laughs> good point. Yeah. That's a great point. Ditto. Um, yeah. So should is there any of what other performances stand out? I I love um Cubby is such a great character actor who's in so much. I, I forget his actual name. But he's like he's just in everything, and I like I like how I just I think every single actor knows what character they're playing in this movie, and they kind of just like they I feel like they all just know like internally like oh I've met this person before let me be this person mm-hmm. like I've met this exact I've met I've met you know the actor who played Cubby I've met Cubby before I've known a few Cubbies let me just be that that person I met but I'll but make sure that I like heightened it a little bit just so it, it it stays with how everyone else is acting um and i think like i love i love the moment he gets punched in the gut 
Oh my god. And he's just and his physical he acting like he's he just kind of staggers and he's trying to like he's trying to suck it in and he's just trying to hold, stay up and just not you know not trying to react and not give anyone the satisfaction but then he just like kind of crumbles to the floor. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very funny. It's almost like he's trying to make, and I feel like that owner is really specific to that owner uh, character model. That it's like yes. the person who who cares, but he likes to put on the the face that he doesn't care. James Lee Ross. That's James the actor's Lee Gross, name. Yeah. He's been yeah, in. He's really good. He's been in Point Break. Yeah, uh, Near Point Dark, Break. Certain Women, Safe. Justified. Uh, yeah. Uh, Zodiac. Zodiac. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, I I think that you want to see Lisa have all the control, but her hands are tied, and you for and you forget that, and you want to forget that. You're like, man, everyone's right. She is the best leader that can kind of rally the troops and maintain this ecosystem. But then you have Cubby coming in, and he's the one that has to shut well, not shut down all the fun, but just shut down the ownership that's maintained for so long. And he he kind of has final say. It's almost like you could think of it a director who's working on a project, and then you have the studios coming in, acting as the cubby character in the Ooh. ownership. Right, right. So it's like that works. Who really has the power? Because there's been probably a lot of studio heads who are like, all right, I, you know, like who've tried to fire directors no, no matter how many times, but can never really fucking do it because that you know they keep. They disobey direct orders. I'm your employer. That's yeah. a good. That's a. That's good, Jack. That's very good. I remember this one take when this. Came, you guys obviously, obviously, you know, when a movie premieres at a festival, there's all these tweets that come out. It's like a tweet storm sometimes. Like, oh my god, there's mm-hmm. so many things are happening, and mm-hmm. I'm just trying to find some kind of consensus here. I remember this one tweet that was like, my take about support the girls is that. I see it as an ecosystem or yeah, uh, wait, wrong word, wrong word. Um, like a right? microcosm uh, of society, right? Who double oh, okay. is a microcosm of society and the women are reflecting their roles as seen by the rest, by the rest of the world. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they're, they're here to please men, tend to men and, and be compliant and accommodate and I think that's I think that's really interesting. I don't know if Bujaski was going for that, but it works just as well. I think he oh, was. No, he definitely is. I mean, this oh, movie is so much about the invisible labor. Yeah, this movie is just about invisible labor and the secret parts of Lisa's job and everyone's job, and how they've learned, and just like everyone, all the customers and everyone understanding like how how they operate, like the cop coming back later because he's, he's there to watch the fight, stuff like that. Um, Officer Dominguez. Yeah, exactly. It's kind um, of... When she, like, she recognizes Arturo's cousin as the guy who comes, gets pulled out of the vent because oh, she, so she knows, she knows her cook. Like, she's probably, like, been to a party and, like, h- half met the guy there. That scene where he fires him yeah. Or, uh, she fires him is so good. It's like, yeah. Arturo, like, you know I'm good with I don't faces. Have to cover. You got to finish your shift. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I well, yeah, like the way she just. I love also the shot of it's a close up of Arturo, but, but over her, over her, um, over his shoulder, 
is her and she's just kind of talking to the back of him but you're seeing arturo's like face and how he's just like kind of staring off in the distance knowing that it's all fucked and i just i love she's just so calm and she's like arturo you know i'm good with faces um i did recognize that that was your cousin um uh and you know you're you can't work here anymore right and he's like yeah yeah, yeah. and like and you know like, I, i'm trying to be generous and he's like you're generous every day lisa every day and he's also so good in that scene it's just it's this very calming matter of fact it feels compassionate but also like yeah this is what this is what happens this is you got to do it it's, it's the like, same energy of the i'm gonna kill you uh yeah, line delivery I'll kill you <laughs> yeah I'll kill you. Or no it's like, like not in yeah. how it's it's so dry and uh, it's like sandpaper, but it's just it's it's just nothing nothing that you should take out of the ordinary. It's also yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, not, it's like ideal. It's not before. idealistic either. Where it's yeah. where it's like yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah, I love that scene. Um, but yeah, like, and you, and you know, like, again, you realize that she's like a well-oiled machine in the sense of like, she's had these conversations before. She knows how to interact with her employees. She's very engaging. She tries to make people feel at home. She makes it feel like a family. And she just has like this process to her that you can just, as we clearly see, exactly, exactly. And I think, um, yeah, I think she's just, again, I mean, there's a lot of optimism in this film because they're like, they're two very positive forces with, um lucy and marcy or sorry um uh, lisa and marcy yeah and how those are very optimistic positive characters um danielle a little less so she's more like you know she's more i um she's more uh grounded and kind of is more aware of the re- of the unfortunate realities of these kind of places in this business and um I think you Everything get the sense that also Danielle, we were uncertain if she'll be all right. Like we 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 can kind of feel better that Marcy and Lisa can land on their feet. I think Danielle, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can I can see that. It it it's it's a whole new dynamic when she has a when she has a kid. Um, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. But um, yeah, no, like I think that having what was I gonna say? Um, but having those two positive forces there. It can make you. It, it would be easy to make this feel idealistic and um, just like basically, like it would be eye rolling. Like it's all sugar and you know, it's all sugar coated, but it feels genuine. But you can also tell when it's forced. And what I mean by force is a lot of times you can tell that Regina is just like trying to force sheer will, like positivity, or she's gonna crumble. Absolutely. Yeah. She, it's a square peg in a round hole kind of situation. Say, what did you say? It's a square peg in a round hole uh, yeah. situation all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what she said, she said, you know, I started today crying. So if you ask me, laughing is an improvement. It's like, an improvement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly a movie that likes that likes and enjoys and believes in people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also understands the chaos that comes with everyday life. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it also understands the reality of, like, dynamics. And like, you know, like, like real, basically it understands that it understands actions and consequences. I think that's very clear is that, hey, if, you know, the new kid shows her tit, then the whole place is going to get shut down. Hey, if. Yes, she, that's. If, wait, hang on. That was Jacqueline's daughter from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I yeah, realized Dylan, who yeah, I Dylan knew Blue that Blue. from that actress from. Yeah, I couldn't place it the first time. I She's couldn't. awesome. 
the best. She also the has best. some of my favorite tweets. Um, I was forgetting exactly. I can't come up with them off the top of my head, but one of them was just like, I'm staying in LA for Thanksgiving because I'm an adult. And I was like, ha. Uh, <laughs> but she's very, her, her Twitter is. I know, good. I know girls like her. I, I feel like I, I know people who are like, yeah, I know how to upsell. I, I, it's a marketing thing. <laughs> oh, I've known guys like her too. Like, <laughs> like people always understanding, like, oh, look, I'm a marketing major. That's a very funny line. And they're like 10 steps um, ahead of you, but it's like, no, we got to like keep on my pace, you know? <laughs> but I, but like I do think that this is a very matter of fact movie and it understands the reality of it. Like they understand con- actions and consequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, if like of of course Marcy and Danielle got fired. That's just that's what happened because yeah, they you know yeah. they did what they did. If um, they fucked up. Exactly. Um, they know they realize that like Regina like um Lisa's micromanaging will probably lead to a relationship disaster which Mm -hmm. happened like it's very much it understands that this is real life but it also shows you a way to just try like it understands how much it fucking how exhausting it is to try to be positive when life throws you bullshit but emotional balance yes this is what it actually is and not just having to explain something to your friend who asked nicely like the term has been corrupted by people who uh don't have empathy (laughs) <laughs> but i mean this is what it is have you i mean have you guys worked service jobs yeah uh no well no i mean i, I, mean, I did i was a surveyor but that's not really a service job i don't think no i'm mean, just like working at a coffee shop or a restaurant yeah yeah i have not yeah i i've worked at a coffee shop and you do learn a language and like a way to like hold your body in a, in a way and manage that ecosystem that you're talking about because you have yeah. to deal with your boss and you have to deal with it's all dynamics yeah you have to I've deal with like, your fellow employees and stuff like that yeah i've worked at like white collar service shops as well like i've i've been like receptionist and things like that and it's all the same yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting when when people go to places they ex- i know it's kind of vague but it's like when people go to places they expect things mm-hmm. and it's like at least for me like people would be fle- more flexible but everyone's flexibility is so much different from one another mm-hmm. with just like social awareness, I suppose. And, uh, and like with double whammies, I guess like this is its own thing because it's mm-hmm. so, it's kind of sleazy and it's kind of dirty, but, um, but it's mainstream. It's mainstream. It's, family and it's like, I kind of felt the hypocrisy with that or it's like, they would say it's a family business. Yeah, but it's also catering to being a little risque for for dudes. But that's the whole point, All right? No, yeah, it's just it's just they would say it's a family business, and then you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, no, 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 no. I understand what you're saying, but that, that that's the whole idea of this whole yeah. thing is why it's so it's why it it feels so it feels so American in the sense of like every like you know a lot of you know American enterprises and American business strategies is trying to. How can we have the customer eat their cake and have it too? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, how can we have them bring over the kids, but also look at boobs? Like, you know, <laughs> just like what? How can we cater the most perfect thing, um, and not like, and, like how can we have both? How can we be a risque uh, business, but also be w- welcoming to families? Mm-hmm. That's the whole idea of the, these kind of places. Um, yeah, and I, I, you're talking about, I think, Jack, you're talking about. Uh, awareness and i think this is i think that the movie explores self-awareness uh, like the girls understanding 
exactly what they're doing and how they're doing it. They know the intention and how they also, the customers know, like there's a lot of times they know like, yeah, you know, you're just supposed to laugh at my jokes because you're being paid for it. Like, like I get, Marcy smiles real big for that one guy. Exactly. Yeah. Like they're all aware. I don't they're know if you guys know what's going on. Um, but on, on this, my fourth rewatch, after the professor is in the restaurant, Macy is no longer wearing a bra. Because <laughs> at the beginning of the movie, Holy you see shit. she's got like a, a pink frilled bra. Mm-hmm. And later in the day, that is no longer there. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yep. I mean, because the professor's her boyfriend, so. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. And he seems like a nice guy. Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, there's even a, a hint of that early on where like one of the girls kind of like calls her out and oh yeah there's if there's something wrong with dating a nice guy who takes care of you like like it's it's like half the same like lisa doesn't actually isn't actually there for the whole conversation you just hear like the end of it and you're just like wait who's macy dating and you don't actually put it together until Mm. the end of the movie but even i think she even mentions like oh the professor like he's great he's here all the time like blah 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 like it's it's all there yeah yeah it's again like the more i talk about it i i I like it even more and i already really dig this movie um i i just i love how it's also again like it's an exploration of everyone knows what's going on here everyone knows the social contracts everyone is having right now yes i'm the Mm -hmm. waiter being paid to laugh at your jokes and i'm being paid to kind of like make you feel comfortable but also like you know flirt with you a little bit but not but not too much yeah, and I love the breakdown of in the trainee scene when I think Lisa I forget where if Lisa just comes in and she sees Marcy teaching the other girls about like how how to like open your mouth when you're laughing and like, and like touch down. their shoulder <laughs> and it kind of just it but breaks not too down much not a squeeze exactly they're it's breaking down the illusion of everything but I also love how it shows that the customers know this is bullshit too but no one cares everyone again everyone's just trying to like get on with their life or trying to just like relax a little bit that's the yeah. whole point of this place it's you sit down you relax and you forget about your troubles it's like any bar but it's it's a script more... that treats its audience well yes yeah. yes yeah. you know it, it's it's not like a script that uh depends on no it, it it depends on you to 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 feel like you're you're a part of this world and not just laughing at them you're laughing with them not at them mm-hmm. and that's something that um a lot of 21st century comedy at least that i've seen can can forget sometimes that you you feel like you're you're you want to you want to judge the people yeah that's what i kind of fault judd apatow for sometimes not to call anybody out well you just did (laughs) i know just kidding um yeah so i just yeah it's it's just really sophisticated are you gonna watch the king of staten island i'm curious yeah I mean, I'm not, I, I, I don't well, care for him. Pete, yeah. I mean, Pete's pretty polarizing, I assume. I just, I don't care for, I, I'm not going to pay the premium video on demand. I already had to do that for Scoob, and I'm pissed off. And it's <laughs> hey, just like, this is better at, than Scoob, though, I bet. Oh, I'm sure it's better than Scoob, but uh, not, I'm not going to be engaged in it. I would go see, th- this is the thing, like, this is another reason where I'm like, oh, man, I wish movie theaters were around right now because I would go see that on a Tuesday for, like, cheap. Mm, yeah. Like, I, I would do that, but I'm not going to pay $20 to watch it in my house. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
it is yeah, pretty I mean, wild to to think that we haven't had like a modern SNL uh, actor or actress come out and be a full fledged movie star. That that hasn't really Chris happened Wick. in a while. And, but, but that was like so long ago too. Like you think it's uh, not as long as you think. But like recently, I would agree. Like in the last like five years, if you yeah, go that it's, far. It's, yeah, I can't think of one that pops to my head. Wait, well, I, I think I missed you for a second. I, like, blanked out. What are you... Oh, yeah, just that... We were just talking about like... SNL. Like, oh, yeah, be... that's why I blanked out, because I don't care about SNL. Um... Oh, wow, <laughs> damn, all right, fine. No, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't care for it much either. It's just something that... I don't know, like wow, culture right, around it. Tips. I think that the people who talk about it as, if like, hating it, but then just watching every single sketch from it, I'm just like, all right, you also... Oh, you I don't, don't like actually those people. hate it. I don't like those people at all. Like, oh yeah, this season sucks. Yeah, it's a weird I club. I mean, there are SNL sketches I love, but I don't. It's been around for four decades for a reason, you know. Yeah, but it's, rather, I'm not obsessed with it. Time. I would be. It's, I think I, I watched to sketches. death and made to made to watch a show at 11:30 at night on a Saturday. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's whatever. Exactly. Um. um yeah. But yeah, just, I, I, that that uh, actually reminds me. Because I remember when people were like, King of Staten Island's coming out on premium video. People were like, oh no, like comedies aren't going to come out in movie theaters anymore. I'm like, well, yeah, they are. <laughs> um, like, calm down. We'll get there eventually. Just because comedies don't make a ton of money anymore doesn't mean they don't keep coming out. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, the Hitman's bodyguard's wife will be out next summer, which got mm-hmm. delayed. But it... Where was I going with this? This is one of the theatrical delays that I'm most happy about for multiple reasons is Barb and Star go to Visa Del Mar, which is a comedy written by Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo. So hmm. there's, there's two aspects of this. One, they, they just delayed it from this July to next July. I was like, great. So it's not going to come straight to, to video and like there will be a theatrical comedy next summer. I'm very happy about that. The second thing was, Judd Apatow said with King of Staten Islands, like it's felt like a movie that needs to come out right now. Cause like we filmed the last year and it's very relevant to like what we're all going through of just like this sort of like arrested movement, like figuring out what the fuck we're going to do. Uh, and the other aspect of that is just, if you push out a comedy by a few more months, like the humor becomes a little more dated and that's why it just got to come out. It just got to come out this summer. And it is, it's here. But it, that I, for that with um, Barb and Star, I'm like, oh, so that movie isn't dependent on like references made during a film that was shot in summer 2019. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's weird as hell. So <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited about that when it comes. Maybe to it's own little time capsule. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> like, oh, maybe it's just weird and not trying to do like a pop culture thing. You know, that's another thing about Support the Girls. It's not going to be dated. No. It's not. I think that's that's a, that's pretty interesting. There's no, like, major cell phone usage. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no, like, oh, did you see on Instagram that Macy posted this this morning? You know, it's just yeah. it's just kind of like that, yeah, I think, is going to bog like, down on it. They give the kid an iPad, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not dependent on, no. um, on any technology. Well, they've they got too much going on to worry about Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I think I just worry about that um, mm-hmm. dating a lot of 
a lot of modern set movies this decade too where it's like oh man this is not gonna look good <laughs> in 20 years with this well um, i mean that's why you, you can't think about it yeah uh, when you're making a movie you're just like well it we're filming it now takes place now like if you overthink how dated something is going to feel you're never gonna make it yeah <laughs> yeah it's i think because you could argue that support the girls is dated because it takes place in a restaurant and those do not exist right now. Yeah. You can argue yeah. that. You could also argue that like, I don't know, like, I don't know, is Hooters still like successful or whatever? Like, I I don't have it one by me, but like, is it still like a place that where it's popping? Like, oh, you know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I've never been to one, but I do yeah. know people that have. And it's like, the people that I know have been, or it's like, okay, I could see that. <laughs> But I feel like we're like, transitioning out of that business model. And I think maybe you can kind of sense that in this movie, too, is how it's kind of like it's I don't like I, it, maybe it's not something that will last in the next five years, especially if restaurant the restaurant business <clears throat> being so fucked up right now. And uh, uh, I mean, it's, another, yeah. it's another thing that we learned at the end. Or it's, I forget who says it, but someone says we'll find another crappy job somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Danielle. Danielle. And, yeah, along those lines. And we'll. We don't we don't know if they'll go to another version of double whammies, but service industries are gonna act so much like this or shape yes, exactly. that that they'll be able to adapt so 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 well that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's the reason why it's not dated is because like you said, Jack, how it's like it's just uh, and I mean you too, Kyle, is that how it really just shows that it's like it's just like a movie about the service industry. I mean, yes, it is also t- it is acting a specific niche of service industry when it comes to the triple b restaurants uh boobs <laughs> brews and uh big flat so you can big flat tvs is that the yeah triple b um well, actually the transition into butts they're yeah, no, yeah, they are yeah, that's very funny making a, it's another a, b a, a switch from b the boobs to butts like i know it's so <laughs> funny man cave it's, man cave uh <laughs> but i i think like if you take yes it is the expression of that but it's all like we kept saying it's um, and Jackie brought up the idea of how it's maybe a microcosm of um, just like society as a whole of like group dynamics of um, your bot of like just like employment in general. You have to talk. You have to try to make. You have to manage your um, your business. You have to manage these people around you. You have to make them feel at home. Make them feel like a family. But you have your boss coming in and telling you what to do. There's these unfortunate consequences with these actions. You try to do the right thing, but it always gets fucked up. Um, you try to handle, like, you know, you try to separate everything. You try to handle, you try to take care of the people that you care about, but sometimes they don't want to be taken care of. Um, uh, and I think that's, I don't know. I think that's why it's not going to be dated, even if it, you know, I, I, I don't think about that too much. Honestly, when I watch a movie, is, is this going to be dated in five years from now? I don't, I honestly don't really care, but I think that, yeah, that the reason why this movie won't is because of its universal appeal and its exploration of just the overall going to a fucking job and living your life and trying to not break down and scream and cry. Yeah. <laughs> but then they get to scream. They get to have that scream at the end. and that Which is so cathartic. The film ends on that moment of catharsis. Mm, the catharsis so and like solidarity between the three of them. On that solidarity. Moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think um, Al Pacino supports the girls. Yes. Yeah. I think I do. Yeah. No question. Um, Ally. Um. But yeah, I love this movie. Yeah, so 
um, you know, that moment at the end um, kind of shows that it's not just a struggle between the three of them, but it's like a struggle between uh, many people that mm-hmm. do not have it, do not have the ability to just coast and the inability to coast. You kind of have to suppress this, um, this feeling of helplessness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, uh, to suppress it for so long you feel you feel like you're not worthy even though you're you're like a smaller part in a in a larger machine and for double whammies they were a large part in a large machine but now they're they're back to inv- invaluable in in the job search you know yeah they don't feel like they're individuals when they're part of this wide ecosystem and they don't and they feel like they can't they don't have time to worry about themselves i mean that's the whole thing with like regina says i'm selfish um, and like them saying like that's just such bullshit. You are not selfish. Um, mm. And I yeah. think it's I I think that's I mean this movie for uh we gotta say like the runtime an hour thirty. I mean we I, I've talked Mwah. about this plenty yeah, on this on this I I I I've talked about this plenty on this podcast. But that's just a perfect runtime. Uh, maybe all movies should be that long. I don't know. All movies should be um, ninety minutes. All yeah. movies should either be ninety minutes or three hours. Yes, I've heard that take, and I think I agree. Um, I, I rotate but, my favorites on Letterboxd, and right now, actually, they're mm-hmm. all 90, like, they're 90 minutes or shorter. That's, like, the theme of my four favorites. Oh, you nerd. Oh, um, mine are just my favorite movies, but I, I appreciate that. I appreciate I appreciate your commitment. You're using it for what it's for, Kyle, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that for a 90-minute movie, it does explore a lot of things. Um, I, I Particularly, like, uh what is it what what's the what's the girl that they're raising money for what's her name i can't remember uh um Sh- shanta crystal shanta Chris- no not Chris. krista is aj mccullough who shows up with a steph curry tattoo which is so funny i love and i love i love in that scene actually let's actually talk about that because i love Wait, man, do i just, I just the, have one more thought that go I, just, ahead. I, like I forget about it's funny how in just seemingly indisposable they those three are when we get to the end but it's like they work so well mm-hmm. at double whammies with each other and with the service industry like they feel irreplaceable like this is the best version kind of like working on a movie right mm-hmm. or it's like they are the best version of what you can possibly get <clears throat> but then you get to that whole incident um after company fires lisa and it's like mm-hmm. Oh man, so they have to you you can't keep them? Like, but this is the best we can do. Or at least you feel you feel like this is the best thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they're he's taking away their potential of like by firing Lisa, they're taking he's taking away the potential of what like of the best that they can do. Is that what yeah. you're saying? As as uh as hires and mm-hmm. people who can perform the the very best because like once you have Macy and Lisa and Danielle all there clicking and with those possible new hires, you're like, you just can't, you can't get better than that. But then once things start to crumble, you realize, oh man, so they really can be wasted. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I love that scene though, with uh, just to go back that Krista in the Jamba juice or whatever um, and how, do you need an application? Uh, 
yeah that was that was really fun you, you need an application like no no we're fine um and <laughs> there was uh fuck i got uh, lost track oh yeah yeah um regina comes in jamba juicy sits on the couch with krista and she's showing her the tattoo and you can tell that you know um lisa has her hand on her um on her face covering her mouth and you can just see this crack of a smile yeah she's trying so hard not just Except to break her. out and laugh she's oh. trying to hold it's so funny you'd like this trying her that best tattoo is not going to be a lebron really yeah that tattoo yeah. It, like is still bleeding it's like so funny. <laughs> oh it's sore it's like she got like a whole bunch of bug bites or something it's it's very funny i just love how jesse gave what a great character it was moment be lebron but he thought it was gonna be funnier if it was steph curry oh my god yeah sure <laughs> okay um but i think it's really telling where you can see that lisa is just trying so hard not to laugh because she knows that if she does she'll make the situation worse and she doesn't want to yeah. And she cares so much about Krista that she doesn't want to make her feel embarrassed or whatever. She doesn't want to laugh at her. That's not who she is. But she's trying so hard and covering her mouth. And she's like, what What were you thinking? What were you thinking? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, I, I really I really like that whole, I don't know, man. Regina Hall is just so good in this movie. And I think she under, like, she just, she's the perfect maternal figure yeah, in all of their lives. It's just, it's great. It's so great. Just. The best. I mean, Regina Hall. None of good words can mm-hmm. can be said. You know, it's one of those comedy performances that that is yeah fit to the right performer and, and character matched. Um, mm-hmm. Was what, it? Could we say her? one of the great comedy performances the decade has to offer? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, go that no, far. But wasn't yeah. it written for her? Was I am I making that up? Wasn't like the role written for her specifically? I thought I of heard that somewhere. You don't but make like, this kind of movie if you don't have someone in mind. Yeah, I was thinking like I feel like he. I mean, that's wrote, like, like Griffin. Yeah. Told that story because he went to like a a screening of Margaret, the Kenneth Lonergan movie, and uh-huh. there was like a Q and A. Q and A's are stupid, uh, and they're pretty much never worth it. Because they are exhausting. Because you mm. don't know what so. some dork is gonna say. And um, I case, have a comment, which is yeah. more of a question. Yeah. yeah so, um, <laughs> Wait, other way around. That's yeah, I knew what you meant. Uh, but Griffin said that someone went up and was just like, "So, if Anna Paquin couldn't do the movie, who would you have cast as Margaret?" Which, first of all, she's right there, so fuck off. Second of all, that's not how <laughs> this works. And Kenneth Lonergan just looked at the guy and just went, "No one." it's her like (laughs) that's so funny Mm -hmm. that's so funny yeah i i think it shows i think that shows that this was meant for regina hall um even though like she she's doing an accent like she's it's very much like she has like a southern draw on this this is not like her usual voice like yeah um it's it's very telling but i think yeah this is all filmed in austin Mm. see i thought it was I if thought for some reason is is according to the IMDb. Okay. Does it take place in Texas? I thought it might take place in Tennessee. It or takes place in Texas, yeah. No, it's it's Texas. It's Texas all the way through. And okay. I kind of like that you can find out that it does play take place in Texas, but it's not so heavily reliant. Oh yeah, you don't on it its location. Matter. It's because somewhere in the south. 
yeah. you feel like this this double whammies can be located anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's oh, not sure. so um, dependent on Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it feels like you get to know the area, area even though if you don't really know the area. You know what I mean? Like you understand mm-hmm. the vibe of this place. You understand the mentality of everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, you okay, understand. Yeah, basically. Like again, like we I, we've talked about this a lot, but like the e- it's an ecosystem, and so you can so by showing double whammies is double whammies ecosystem you can kind of understand the ecosystem surrounding double whammies mm-hmm. it's you know like it's a little uh <clears throat> little picture into how it's like in in that area um yeah no i i think what do we i wanted to talk about real quick um i think the scene that i think t- caught me the most surprise when i first watched this was the whole i mean the whole plot line with Shayna is the woman who has who they raise money for to get her a lawyer yeah. so she can um defend herself if like her ex-boyfriend sues her for medical damages or whatever and that realization when she comes home with the boyfriend i was like oh we're going oh we're doing this like i was not expect i didn't think we were going to go down that route when i first watched it and i was yeah and it's it's a moment it's a sobering moment just to see like regina just like she's kind of like shaking when she sees this and she like when she uh sees him and she's she's just trying to hold it together yeah oh yeah 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 it's a repeating cycle, and I think that's why she's just like, okay, I'm done. I, I can't do this mm-hmm. anymore. Um, it's it's a really great moment. Um, yeah. I, I think it I think it really shows that again. It's you know, it's the reality. If they didn't have that moment, maybe it would feel again like a little more idealistic and a little less realistic in the sense of how these kind of situations go. But with that moment specifically, the moment he walks out with her. Mm-hmm it shows, like, oh, yeah, they're not fucking around. This is kind of, like, there's no easy solution to all of this. Regina can't solve every problem. No. She sure can't. Um, (laughs) Even though that'd be cool if she could. Okay. Oh, sure. Because I have to go watch Artemis Fowl. (laughs) Yes, it's a a very pressing concern watching that uh, Artemis Fowl. Um, Yeah, so I I, I don't think I had anything else. Do we want to say anything about her... Um, storyline with the with her husband. I think it's kind of. I think it's I pretty mean, clear. Sad. It's sad. It's sad that that is also something that's happening to her at this time. Mm-hmm. And like when we see her just like eating dinner at her table by herself. Oh, that wide shot of her mm-hmm. just at the so long. And Arturo comes like, in. Oh no, is that oh. the end of the movie? And unfortunately, it wasn't. That would have. No, wow. Yeah. No, it would I love that. that. Imagine that. Oh. <laughs> I love that moment of her, like, when Arturo comes over, if you don't want to be seen, here's a little, I took my husband's winter cap and I made you a little ski mask. Like, mm-hmm. she's such a mom at, at, like, in every single situation. It feels like she's very comforting, um, even though she's asking, like, him to do something that's kind of illegal, question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's so, yeah, she's just great. It's um, funny that Lisa doesn't have kids because she acts so maternal. No, she does. No, she does. She has a Yeah, she, she does. She has two two kids, She's but they've grown out. They've I grown this out. Yesterday. Mm. You got mm. no. The, um, o- the only time her kids are mentioned is when the realtor asks, like, Did yeah. Have and can and like Come yeah, on. Cameron has a beautiful girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and I love that scene too because it shows that like again, she's just a micromanager. She has to manage every little yeah. aspect. She's helping her husband choose an apartment so they can separate from. Like, yeah, fucked she up. Just can't. 
she can't keep herself from trying to like she and she keeps asking hey what can i do what can i do what can i do to help and she doesn't realize that sometimes she just needs to back away Mm -hmm. she just wants to help and she wants to be in everyone's lives and micromanaging everything whether it be Mm -hmm. she wants to still she wants to help raise um danielle's child she wants to make sure she's there for uh and her boyfriend troubles she wants to make sure that she's comforting krista and makes and like tries to get her uh like gets her situated and like makes makes her feel okay she's trying she's being nice to arturo she's just trying so hard to be such a good person that it can kind of cripple you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah, it's about fi- it's about finding a, a balance in like a world that doesn't that forces you to be good always because mm-hmm. Again, if we go back to that take of double whammies serving as a microcosm for society, there is no room for um, Mar- Macy, Danielle, or Lisa to act out and and snap at a customer. Mm-hmm. Like they always have to be civil and good within themselves. So it's like they can't have a moment of uh, of just unhinged. They can't sort- be real people. Yeah, they have to put on an act twenty four seven, and that's yeah, why. Even though, even them, though they're they are signing up to help others, it, there is a layer of artificiality. So oh it's yeah, like, how, it's, I mean, can yeah. you be good with that's also the whole, being yeah. fake? That's the whole yeah. thing. And I think, I think that's why that like we talked about earlier, the ending is so cathartic is because they're just like they're allowed to be themselves. They're just allowed to just like operate in the same vicinity without trying to act in front of like they both they're all themselves with each other. They don't have to. Under, they don't have to manage a dynamic or pow- like uh, any power dynamics or try to appease their boss or try to appease cu- customers. They're just themselves, just like being mm-hmm. people. Um, and that's the beauty of this movie. Okay, yeah. uh, we can go to favorite scenes. Um, do you guys have one on top of your head, or I can go and just steal um, the yeah. guess first? I would say, I mean, the whole movie is my favorite scene, but <laughs> I think my favorite. My favorite, like, single moment. Jeez, I need to. I need to really like. Do you want to go first, Clay? Yeah, you you guys go first. I'll think about it. Right. I'll just take it. Take. We just talked about it a whole bunch, but I'll I'll take the ending. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's just so good. I again that moment of Haley Lou just like trying to comfort someone who's down there and then yeah. like start. Then apparently, oh, I think I freaked her out. She's in her car now, mm-hmm. and. I also love her energy as in like she's just she's the one who's not sitting she's like kind of like moving around she can't stay yeah. still because she has so much energy um and yeah <laughs> I, and I just love her and Danielle just being like you know you're a good person it's fine and her dark jokes and it just it's this it's very established group dynamic that they have um mm-hmm. and I love it um so yeah my... I think mine has to go to the car ride with uh with cubby and and lisa um as we talked about before it it feels like almost like a you like you're taking a deep breath yeah and you're you're just coming off a a uh a roller coaster ride with everything going on at double amy so it's like you get to relax but then it just keeps building 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 uh momentum yeah and it's just like you feel like cubby could like snap at any minute but it's like he's he's holding back but it's like 
you don't know how how much you can go off and really just terror a new one and you're almost like shriveling in fear <laughs> and uh yeah james legro big shout out yeah uh all right well i'd say my favorite scene is probably when macy does the firecracker like <laughs> confetti cannon that's mm-hmm. very cool it's very great but I think my favorite line in the whole movie is when like the fight is starting and it's just like Macy is just like trying to get everyone hyped up because they haven't actually fixed the TVs yet. And when she says, yeah, you know, it was our boss, Lisa, her last day today, you know, it's just the best line in the movie it just goes, it makes such a difference when your boss really cares about you. And like saying mm-hmm. something like that's so genuine when Lisa's not even there. <laughs> and it kind of inspires everyone like Danielle and everyone be like, oh, wait, fuck this. Hmm. Uh, and then it's chaos. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. This is one of great. my favorite movies. I, it's a great Amazing. Pick. Um, yeah. And there's no movie quite like it, which is also great. Mm-hmm. Even um, though well, Kyle, I think it does wait, share, like, Florida projects like American Honey Energy. You're right. It's, it is very specific, though. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and I hope that trend continues. It's on Hulu. Uh, yeah. Support the girls the, by watching the, Support the Girls. Buy the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. Shop. It's just kind of like a Captain Fantastic-y episode where it's like, we'll give you a quarantine wreck while also... Yeah, yeah, because more people need to see it. I, yeah, I really I really, I really do think so. Um, but yeah, but Kyle Amato, thank you yeah. for coming on. You're well, welcome. We really appreciate anytime. it. You're, you're, anytime the door is open. Yeah. Uh, just call us. Find you don't on the, even have to invite you on. Yeah, yeah, we would prefer not to like, don't even, like give drop that in. We would like some please. heads up. Yeah. Where can everyone find you on the internet? Uh, my Twitter is uh, Kyle underscore motto, and I write at Boston Hassle. And Hawkass is obviously on break right now because we ran out of Ethan Hawk movies, and I don't want to record Sunset and Midnight until my friend can come over into my house because I refuse to do that one on Skype because it's my favorite movie ever made. And those all came out nine years apart, so waiting is fine. Uh, we will be doing. <laughs> no, you should record work. them every nine years then. Uh, I don't want to wait that long. Logical. Right? No, I'm gonna. It's gonna end up being a year. From we we recorded Sunrise in January. We oh will, yeah, that was a while ago. Unless there is some sort of miracle, um, <laughs> my friend who is the guest is very high alert about these things, and I do not want to force her out of her comfort zone to watch an Ethan Hawke movie she has already yeah. seen. But yeah. I don't care. We'll do it. Uh, Good Lord Bird is airing in August, so we'll be covering that. I don't know if we're going to do every week because Corey is in grad school and that is a lot to ask, but mm-hmm. we will definitely do a couple episodes on it. Nice. Oh, mm-hmm. very cool. Look forward to it. Yeah. Jack, where can everyone find you? Uh, yeah, I'm Jack A. Draper on Twitter. It's where I can be found. And my rating is on the Simple Cinephile, Cinema, etc. and Cinefix Daily. Everyone can follow me at Clayfilm100 on Twitter, on Instagram, on Letterboxd. Uh, please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Uh, give us those five stars on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Um, you can follow us at the podcast account on Twitter at ETTPod. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail at on Anchor. Please recommend this podcast to some friends. We would really appreciate it. We want to get the word out. We've had a lot of, we've had great time doing this. Uh, we wanted to share the love. Mm-hmm. Um, please, everyone, remember to you know i i've there's a lot of we're all overwhelmed right now a lot's happening in the world but please remember that 
I think this is the time to still oh, be wait. aware. Before you give some shout-outs, next week is Interstellar with Katie Boozer. Very excited for that. Very yeah, excited that's going to be one. Speaking of Nolan. Um, yeah. But... Oh my god, wait a minute. We're we're announcing our Christopher Nolan episode, our first one, with Kyle here. That's that's crazy. Wow. So we have it's a whole insane. crew chat with, with Kyle talking about Tenet News. So it's... Wow, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I Wrap up here because I, I got a couple more news alerts that okay. I got to tell you guys about. Okay. So let me wrap up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, life's uh, overwhelming right now. Um, let's remember to kind of keep keep our sanity. Please remember to stay vigilant. Per, share, you know, Black Lives Matter. Let's come on. Let's keep going. I'm tired of seeing people just like shutting up about it. Like we got to mm-hmm. keep talking. Um, remember to share any petitions, donate, um, retweet anything you can do it's it's the time to say something it's the time to shut up um and please for the love of god arrest the cops who murdered brianna taylor yep